because we expect our kids to do it, but yet we're not doing it ourselves. Yeah, you know, exactly. the amount of parents or mums will say to me, I just want them to do and love themselves. I'm like, well, are you doing that? And, and they're not. So be, be the example you want your kids to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Welcome to the Empowering Family Health Podcast, brought to you by your host, Joanne Callahan. In a world of disempowered and struggling families, it is my hope to bring you inspiration, information and support to take back control of your life and live an empowered, healthy and happy life. We'll be interviewing parents, doctors, health experts and professionals in all areas of health and well-being and my aim is to transform you into the masters of your family's future. Hello everybody and you are very welcome back to the Empowering Family Health podcast. This week I have an incredible, incredible, incredible guest and I'm really excited about this conversation because I'm really passionate about this whole area of family health, family well-being, really empowering your children and my guest today is going to talk to us all about that. Let me read out Libby's bio before I bring Libby on. Libby is an intuitive coach. She's an energy healer and it is Libby's mission and her purpose in this world to help families to thrive and create the next generation of emotionally healthy, empowered and happy children. She is all about empowering parents to raise confident, resilient and happy kids now. So you can see why I am so excited about this incredible lady. She also has her own radio program, Yahoo Radio. Did I say that right, Libby? Yeah, you are. You are radio. So she's a presenter on her own You are radio program called Parent Talk. So do check that out. It's online. So do check that out. And all the links of her profiles and her um, social media and the radio program will be in the show notes as well. So do check that out. Also, please subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it. This is going to be incredible information that will be shared on this conversation. So do like it and share it. Everybody could do with this, believe you me. And subscribe to the channel as well for more empowering conversations. So Libby, you're very welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Great, great, great. I, I love this whole conversation and I'm really so appreciative of the work that you do, Libby, in the world because you make the world a better place for me and for everybody else as well with the work that you do. So Libby, before we dive into the conversation, just tell us a little bit of your background, why you do the work that you do, why you're so passionate about it. Really curious to hear that. I'm passionate about it because as a little girl myself, I struggled with confidence and self-esteem. Um I had depression at an early age and nobody knew what to do with me. I never felt that I fitted in um, completely, hated school, really struggled being around school, had a lot of time off with illnesses. Um, And yeah, nobody really knew how to handle the situation. And I think that through being a parent myself, and going on my own journey and seeing how perhaps my old stuff that I hadn't dealt with were affecting my kids. Mm. Um, It made me sort of take a step back and go, right, okay, I really want to start looking at this Um, and at myself. And I had chronic pain also for 16 years. Um, 
I had um, a complex regional pain syndrome and I basically went on a long journey going inward, dealing with all the trauma, everything that was inside that I'd locked away because I was so frightened of these emotions that I had. Um, and um, yeah, when I started to work with myself, I cured my chronic pain, um, which specialists uh, uh, are like, how, you know, they just can't believe that I'm now pain-free because it was a complex um, wow. condition that I had. And when I dealt with my demons and all that had gone on with me, I saw a huge difference mm. in my kids. Mm. And it's like, wow, this this really works. And because of that, I created programs and work with parents now. I know that... Children need that weight lifting off their shoulders, you know, because as parents, without realizing, we, we put our weight onto their shoulders. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I help parents lift the weight off those children's shoulders and, oh. and help the parents heal. So It's so great, Libby, that you understand this and that you've been through this, you've experienced it, because I believe you know, people that help us, you know, and they have these programs and everything else, I believe they're most effective when, They've been through this and they understand so they you can really relate and you can empathize with parents. Yeah. And I think uh, I've looked at some of your work, Libby, and I, it's, it's just so important that people take this on and be responsible. And I always say, you know what, it's not the parents' fault. Parents, being a parent doesn't come with a manual, right? We, we learn what we learn from our parents. And, yeah. um, you know, God, there's so much I want to unpack here, Libby, and we all have <laughs> <our> time. <laughs> but we, we, we learn as parents, so it's not our fault, right? So, because we learn, um, and, and tell us, tell us about how we learn. Bring us back to, you know, when we're a child and how we learn, Libby, because you mentioned, um, uh, you know, about fitting in and, and you, you locked away some of your emotions because you didn't, you couldn't deal with how you were feeling with things. Mm. Um, and as children, as children, we, our brain are in a certain, is in a certain way and our brains are still developing and nature did this on purpose. So we learn at a very young age and we absorb literally everything, even, you know, and especially the environment that we're in. And this is so mm. important why we need to provide a safe environment where our children grow up. And you mentioned fitting in, those dot words, fit in, fitting in and locked away. You locked away a lot of emotions because your brain didn't know how to process it. Can you talk about that, how the brain is in a child and how they're so different and how they don't learn the way that we do as adults talk a little bit about that i think it's really important. well it gets it gets because i work in a very whole brain uh, approach and help parents communicate um and recognize what side of the brain their child is in at certain points the ability to rest is the body's key to healing do you struggle with getting asleep at night time or staying asleep during the night and waking up the next morning feeling absolutely exhausted. My book, How to Get a Good Night's Sleep, is easy to understand, it's solution-based and it's packed with research to help you take back control of your night's sleep. My book is available on Amazon and it's also available on howtogetagoodnightsleep.com. This book is also available in audio and ebook. So get your copy today and start having the best night's sleep that you've only ever dreamed of.
because you know as kids we can they can flip from one side of the brain to the other they can't regulate their emotions you know that you know their brain just cannot do that at an early age and i feel that society the education system we put far too much pressure on children to Mm. conform and be a certain way and behave and sit still kids just want to be kids and so when we start to do that and we're we speak to them like adults and you know we even praise our kids and say oh our our children are so mature because we can have adult conversations their brain just can't do that and so what they do is because they so desperately want to please because they think that's way the way of getting feeling that love you know yeah they and so they push things down to conform and be a certain way and this is why you get so many kids rebelling or not you know behaving the way they should behave and then clusters naughty kids they're not they're just trying to express what's going on for them and for me I was I think being brought up in an environment where my dad was a very powerful strong character um and it was very much children should be seen and not heard oh yeah Mm. and I think because I couldn't see any other um, kids my age looking like they were going through what I was going through. It was unheard of, really. Um, And nobody, like I said, understood what was going on for me. So I just, to be, I think, completely safe in my environment, I just went inward with it. I just went totally inward and pushed it down. I mean, I was off school for three months. Wow. You know, I was in bed for three months wow. and I unfortunately I, I, I'll, I'll say this I had um he was a psychologist or a psychiatrist that was um sent to my home to see me and he came into my bedroom so my space and he sat next to me and I just went totally shut down and went inward I just I, I felt danger I felt yeah. danger with this man there was something um, wrong something wrong I didn't I just didn't like him and my mum sat on the end of the bed and he started to ask me questions and I was mute I wouldn't look at him I wouldn't answer him I I just didn't like it um and so he got my hand and he nicked my hand to try and get a response out of me you know to see if I would react I didn't and basically to cut a long story short he said to me you've got your your parents wrapped around your little finger <gasps> and if you don't get out of bed and go back to school I'm going to take you away from your parents and put you in a children's home oh my god Libby and that's how my mental health nobody knew it was mental health emotional well-being nobody knew it was anything like that they couldn't find anything physical but that's how it was dealt with yeah and he was serious yeah he was deadly serious that happens so much, Libby, doesn't that? I mean, it happens yeah. so much. And then children have been told you've been bold. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they've so, been labeled as bold. And then now the children know they're not pleased with their parents. Now they're feeling even more disconnected from their parents. They're blind from themselves. Yeah. I was I was very, very scared. And I went back to school. But I, I, it was the worst possible thing, the way it was handled. It just made me totally worse. So, you know, the, the, the way the brain works in, in children is so different. We yeah. get to a certain age, round about, I think, the 20s, where our brains become whole-brained again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so from a period of time, a big period of time, so many parents and teachers are communicating from the opposite side of the brain yes. as what the child is. Yes. So it's really important to understand that and learn all about that so you can then communicate from the the same side as, as I love I love this Libby you're so right and I think this is crucial 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 for parents to get this and there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong like parents as I say they have they didn't come with a with a manual and this is all learning but but it's it's an awareness so this is what your work is is creating this awareness so that yeah. parents know but to take on a responsibility then of acting and becoming and behaving a certain way for their children but also understanding their children yes. and this thing of labeling their child as bold and we talk about love Love is absolutely crucial, love and belonging. And that, that was my story. You know, I never felt loved in my environment and that caused me to be a certain way, right? Because your body adapts. But I maladapted, like many children, become rebellious, getting in with the wrong crowds, looking yes. for love somewhere else where you can be love bombed then and get into other trouble with sexual abuse, maybe. Because this yeah. is something I spoke about recently in the media. And that's what happened to me. And this is a very big possibility. Um, You know, when we talk about domestic violence and uh, people blaming it's just it's just it's disconnection on so many levels and you mentioned the word conform and I love that Libby because we are even we are conforming adults we are conforming to systems we yeah. are giving our power away the minute we conform and the same with our children now you talk a lot about empowering children how do we empower children Libby? It's giving them choices and you can give your kids choices from a very, very early age, as in what colour cup would you like? What colour plate would you like? You know, just asking those questions. So many parents are so incredibly busy that Mm. they do everything for the kids and go, right, that's it. You know, no, you can't change it. And they end up in a bit of a big argument. So it's all about empowering. I always say that, you know, when our children are born, we are their managers. And it then gets to a certain age yes. where we then need to become their coaches. Yeah. And this is when we start to empower them, give them choices, ask them questions, let them make mistakes, let them fall over, you know, let them go on their journey. Because a lot of parents that I work with just don't want their kids to go down the same journey that they've had. Yeah, And it's like, as horrible as, as it is as a parent to see your child suffer or struggle with things, you've got to let them learn, go on yes. those journeys so they yes. can learn for yes. themselves and experience. It's their path. Yeah, it's and to feel, path. to feel it and to, and you're, you're the emoji coach. So you coach through emojis. And I love this because children find it very difficult to explain how they're feeling. So you yeah. use emojis. Talk to us a little bit about that because that's really important. Emojis are huge and, you know, all, well, I use them a lot as well. And all kids use in text messages, social media, they use emojis. So many people are using them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually um, the website web designer at the time that I had. Um, and he said, you know, what about using emojis? And I was like, oh, and he said, but you're all about the emotions. Yeah. So I created my own emojis and um, the emoji chart as well. And it's just, it's just a great way of, it's like an icebreaker. You know, if we say to somebody, even an adult, never mind a child, well, how do you feel? Why yeah. do you feel like that? It's like yes. you, you're backing them up against the wall and they feel like they've done something wrong. Whereas if we do it in a relaxed way, using emojis and play games with them, it's just 
they instantly go, oh, actually, yeah, or that. And when I work with kids, if they come to my home or I go to their home, I've got the big emojis and they put them on the floor and they put them in a certain order and they, you know, they just do. I sit and watch them and they do their own little thing, organising these emojis. Yeah. But adults are using them as well. So the parents that I'm working with, they buy the emoji chart. The parents are expressing how they feel to their kids oh, by using the chart. That's so important. Yeah. Parents expressing how they feel. Yeah. Because parents can have a bad day too. Exactly. And kids, I always say to parents, you know, express how you feel to your kids. Even if you're sad. Even if you're feeling sad. Because yeah. take it off their shoulders because... Kids can feel it. They're super sensitive. They can yes. feel energy, you know? So you can walk into that kitchen with a smile on your face, but they will feel what's going on with you. And, and that has an impact. Yeah. They will take it on as if yeah. it's, it's something. So I say to parents, just say, do you know what? I'm not feeling great today. It's not. It's nothing to do with you. It's my stuff. But I'm just letting you know, just in case you feel something. Great piece of advice, Libby. Yeah. That it really, really is letting them know because now the child knows it's nothing wrong with them because children do take it on. They're they like, and at the end of the day, children will do anything to please their parents because if their parents are happy, then they're yeah. going to be happy with the kids. And yeah. that's how, now we talk about love and belonging and all that. Love should be unconditional. And, you know, when we understand our children and when we can communicate with our children, I love that you're using these emoji things because children can't, analytically uh, ex explain how they're feeling but they can with these emoji and it's a great way I always talk about conversations if we can just have a conversation be able to open up conversations and this is a way a type of conversation I think this is absolutely crucial that we communicate communicate is coming together communicate yeah. coming together um, so that we can um, be connected with each other and there's a strength in that and there's an understanding and empathy and um and, and i just love i just love how you're doing that it's so so effective i want to talk to you about uh, just bringing you back to generational family behavior patterns i just wrote this down because i think this is super important and i know this is a long topic a long conversation but can you touch on this because i always say to parents it's not your fault it always comes from somewhere when people are acting behaving or if they have a an addiction maybe or whatever because we do see that let's face it let's be real here there is a lot of alcoholism uh, gambling all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. so um and for me personally i had to forgive somebody in my family and um, because i got to see who he really was my father who's an alcoholic and um, but i got to see that it came from somewhere in his family um, mm -hmm. but i think it's crucial that we need to break the pattern this generational pattern so talk to us a little bit about that Libby. so this is something that i i work with a lot um because we just take on stuff you know like you say it could be from our parents could be from a teacher it could be from anywhere and we literally carry it and we carry it quite often because we we come into this world thinking it's our responsibility to to do that you know and and i did that with um my mama took on a lot of her stuff and um, i also had to forgive my my dad and you don't realize the pattern and you just do not realize. And I know, I know that I've broken that pattern in my generation. So it stops with me. I've healed. When you heal yourself, you're also healing your past generation yes. as well. You yep. know, if we, if we go into a, a deep, a deeper meaning of healing there mm -hmm. and it has a ripple effect where it just spreads out and we're healing the people around us without them even doing anything yeah. but it is amazing how 
I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. I got out of the shower. (laughs) One of the things that my mum always used to say to me was, you don't go outside with wet hair. You don't go in the cold and fasten, you you know, you don't have a bare chest and this, something, and that. I did it with my daughter. And guess what? She used to get a cold every time because I I had passed that belief on with her. Whereas now I'm just like, I would go out with her in winter knowing too, too, for well, I will not get a cold or anything. It's little things like that. Yeah. That, you know, that we, we pass on. And it, it, the energy passes on down. And whether they realize it or not, they take on that belief. Yeah. Well, question. Yeah. So it, it just, and, you know, all these beliefs and all these traits and and illnesses even just come down and behaviors come down the family line. So it's really, really important to cut those cords yeah. and to heal and to go, right, actually, I'm here on this planet, my purpose is to stop this now. And so I know this isn't going to be passed on down to my kids or their kids or their yeah. kids. Yeah. Because it just keeps on going down the family line. It's huge. Yeah. It's abs- and it's very powerful. And and what's critical to understand about this as well, like what you said, Libby, is we don't even realize it's just little beliefs that, that you know, that, that pass on, even how we cook certain things or habits, yes. you know, um, and that, that comes from right. So, so maybe have a look, anyone who's listening here now, have a look and ask yourself, where did I learn to do X, Y, and Z this certain way, you know, and, and why did my mother do this? Where did she learn it from? And, yeah. and start to ask questions, you know, because that's what we don't yeah. do. We don't ask questions. We literally take things at face value and then we conform to the past yes. way of being, so conforming again. So this is where our power comes from, isn't it, when we start to question? Yeah, but one thing I'll, I'll also say that I found is that kids take on our values and our beliefs they do again because they want to please us from the age of five you know they've got their their values and beliefs and taken on from us but they then hit a certain age where majority of them start to form different beliefs and their own values now a lot of parents find that really hard because it could be the extreme opposite of what the parents is So when I work with parents around this, I say, but that's okay. They're allowed to have their own. They're forming their own. And yeah, they're different from yours, but that's okay. Because a lot of parents struggle with that. Because it's like, oh, well, they're very different to me. And that goes against my belief and that goes against my values. I'm like, well, that's all right. That's okay. It's like they're losing them. And I really get that. And, And, you know, when they become teenagers and they're becoming responsible, and um, this is where they're having their own self, sense of self-worth and they're questioning things and they want to do things that value, that are value, that they value. And we often see this typically, you know, where the mommy or the daddy is a lawyer or they work in IT and they expect their children to follow in, follow yes. in line with them. And we put them into college or whatever, doing these courses to become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, when in fact, they might just want to be a shoe salesperson or, and they're really happy because the hospitality yeah. uh, environment, whatever. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying an example. Yeah. We need to let our children follow where their passion yeah. is, where they're happy. And it's the happiness that really counts. It's, it's, it's where they're happy because we've seen successful people, millionaires, and then they turn around, they, they, they've reached their success or at least that's what they taught, but now they're not happy, yeah. you know, and there's something to feel empty. So I think it's really important to let children follow their own heart and their passion. 
There are so many young people doing, um, you know, in sixth form doing A-levels and what have you. And I know they're doing it for the parents and they don't really want to do it. So, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really sad. And, you know, parents will say, but I just want them to thrive. I just want them, I'm like, you just want them to not be like what you did. If you yeah. feel you were a failure and yeah. they could do so much more. And they're like, well, yeah, that's right. I'm like, but they don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah, and 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 you can see it. You can see it. Maybe when children are following the path. My my daughter, for example, now she loves art, and I don't have to tell her to practice her art. She's yeah. just doing it. You know, she's just doing it all the time because it's something that she loves to do. So that there's a there's a clue. You know, if they're doing something often, that's what they're passionate about. Without yeah. I have to do this. Just no, I have to do this. I want to do this. You know, there's yes. a, there's a difference and there's a big energy difference in 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 that as well. And this one you mentioned there about kids doing A levels and getting the best marks and all this, and we see a lot of kids been rewarded for getting A's and A pluses or whatever. And for me, I think that's really sad. You see, um, uh, school sports days and kids have been rewarded for coming first place. That. Me personally, I don't know if you feel the same, Libby, but that's given the wrong message, in my opinion, because it's like the other children who came in last are, feel not good enough. Um, they're not um, making their parents happy. But you know what? I think it's important to reward our children for trying for the effort. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And a lot of schools have um, systems up in place. Like there's one for attendance. And if you get yeah. a certain percentage, you go on trips. And there was one particular year where my daughter didn't get to go on the trip. Now, we had um, reports coming home every month saying what an amazing student what she was, you know, how hard she's working. She's got a gold stamp. She's got this. But because she was 1% below that mark, oh my she didn't get to go on the school trip. And I went bonkers for the school. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. just said, what are you doing to these kids? She's off school because she's stressed. Yeah. You know? And her yeah. immune system is low. There was another girl who didn't get it because she'd got a serious illness and had to go to hospital a lot of the time. She didn't get to go on the trip. So, it, you know, it, yeah, it is. It's, it's given the wrong message. Yeah, definitely. It's given it. And, and we really need to be super mindful of letting our kids feel good enough and and that's that's saying it's, it's like a punishment kind of isn't it really yeah. you know if you want to look at it that way um and that's how children are perceived now i'm not good enough and you know and they're letting their parents down so i think this is a huge area maybe to yeah um i think kids really need to be um rewarded for their efforts and to be encouraged you know and that we love them no matter what whether they get a d or an a yeah this is it i always used to say to the kids how do you feel you know getting that and, and it's about, it's getting them connected to how they feel okay. that they've done X, Y, and Z, rather yeah. than motivating them with something, you know, um, I know a lot of parents buy the kids stuff, but it, and they're like, oh, I've got this reward because, you know, yeah, great. But it's, how do you feel, you know, and it, and it's um, motivating kids in a different way of like, how do you want to feel when you get your results? And how, do you want to feel like this or do you want to feel like this? And, oh, and that's what motivates them, yeah. you know, and gets them and drives them. We're, we're motivating them in, in a, a very wrong way, I feel. Yeah. Um, it's, it's getting them to understand how they feel. It's all about, everything is about how we feel, isn't it? Yeah, that's what drives us, it's how we're feeling, the energy, because mm. there is an energy in how we're feeling. 
And it's really important that we're in touch with that. And like what you say to the children, how do you feel? That's a very, very empowering question. Yeah. How do you feel? Because we're telling them that how they feel it matters. It matters to mm. us. And we're also helping them to um, self-regulate. That's the self-regulation again. And then their self-esteem, their confidence can can yeah. evolve from, from that when they understand how to feel them and they can communicate it as well. And they yeah. notice somebody wants to help them and we're encouraged them and all of that. It's so, so powerful. I want to talk, we just have a few minutes left and I just want to touch on, um, well, there's two things I want to touch on. So there's a lot of overwhelm Libby in our families at the moment in the world in society stuff has happened in the last two years we all know about that and it's caused families to be locked in and really to be with each other and you know there's a lot of triggers people getting on each other's nerves so there's a lot of concerns with you know finances and where there's worry uh, and upsets there's stress so what's happening in the family there with your mom and what can we do to tackle that Libby I know that's a very big question but it I'll is. Try to see, see how we get on. So, a lot of the mums I work with are in overwhelm. And what happens is that we go straight into our head, we go into the logical brain, mm. and we feel this overwhelm. And, you know, we're very much in the sympathetic nervous system and we can't sleep properly, can't digest our food. We're stressed. That has an effect on, on the kids. And all our decisions come from the logical part of the brain. So what's really important is to connect with our bodies, our hearts, yeah. mm -hmm. um, take time out, have some self-love. And just even if you can have a few minutes a day to sit and just place your hand on your body and allow yourself to feel mm -hmm. what it is you're feeling. People are scared of it, but yes. I can guarantee if you sit and feel it, and just, you know, have that little chat with that feeling going, I accept you. Now, some people say, but I don't want to accept it. And I'm like, but when you just sit with it and feel it and accept it, it then starts to go. And it's like, oh, you can breathe again. We want to get, you know, in, them into the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest, the digest, the calm. But it all comes from your body and your heart. Your heart yeah. brain, you know, we've got three yeah. brains going yeah. on. In us. Um, so it's getting out of your head, going to nature, bare feet on grass, connect it to the nature, the sounds, mindfulness, and take some time out for you to breathe. Breathing, our breath doesn't cost anything. It's so incredibly powerful. Yes. And to just take that deep breath in and deep breath out, and everything just starts to calm then. Um, and gets us out of that overwhelm. It takes practice. It takes deliberate practice, um, but it can be done. I love, oh, Libby, I love how you just answered that question. That is fantastic because, you know, we're so busy and overwhelmed and just a lot of distractions. So we're continuously focused on things outside of us. And that's what has us be disconnected with ourselves. So I love what you say. Sit, even sit, even starting. I, I did this morning routine. I, I'm, I'm the sleep coach, sleep success coach. And I always talk about, um, you know, your morning uh, routine is very, the first hour of your day is very the most important and the last hour of your day is very mm. important. And how we're living our life in between is normally determined by how we wake up and how we go to sleep at night time. And when we can um, sit still for, start off even for 30 seconds and you can uh, increase that gradually every day. Doing gratitude, like what you said, sitting on the heart, uh, coming into the heart and really feeling. And when we're feeling, we it, it comes from our body and 
we can manipulate that if you like in a way to we we actually do have a choice people think you're nuts we actually do have a choice in how we're we feeling do. and we can yeah. change that and we can do body things like gratitude or sitting on the heart as you say think of a place where you've been that you really enjoyed or somebody that you love and it will instantly raise your vibration and from yeah. there you can tackle any problem um, and just quite slow down and activating that the vagus nerve I talk about the vagus nerve yeah. a lot as well which activates this uh, rest and digest nervous system so breathing um, all that, everything that you said gratitude breathing um, so simple to do yes. it's not easy and it's, it's a habit again it's a habit um, but when you do a little bit every day that habit becomes um, uh, a behaviour if you like you know that we practice it's it often getting then. out of your head you know because that's where the overwhelm is and, and yeah. that time chatter and it's yeah. it can be so destructing to yeah. destructive to your to your life and, and your children yeah when you're disconnected from yourself you're disconnected from your kids yes oh you know? yes so absolutely and your kids pick up on that again we spoke yeah. about this earlier if you're upset or whatever your kids even you mightn't even say anything your kids can pick up on it they can pick up on and, and it has an impact on the whole family so be responsible for how you're feeling and know that you have the power to change that, to yes. change how you're feeling. And, and that will have an impact on your kids and your family. You'll all sleep better, you'll eat better, you'll live better and have a better relationships with each other. That's just incredible. Um, Libby, we've, we've come to the end and I think we fitted a lot in. Um, is there anything, uh, last thoughts that you want to share that we haven't discussed maybe or you want to reiterate some of the, some of what we've spoken about sum it up maybe just uh, leave us with an empowering thought I think, I think it's all about um, the three things that I talk about in my business is compassion communication and connection love it you know and that that really sums up with the um, with the family um, yeah but I know we haven't fitted everything in we'll have to talk about the school next time we'll do another one to talk yes about we just there's a lot to unpack about school yeah. and the education system and just create an awareness you know because we want the best for our child we want our child to be more effective at life and yeah. really it's all down to practicing there let them be who they are and express themselves um and and using the other part of their brain the creative part of their brain and not conforming so much you exactly. know and yeah um, there's a lot of learning and memory stuff going on in the school, but we, we need to be more creative as well and let them do research kind of work. Do you know what I mean? Let them off yeah. on their own instead of just teach them to memorize. Anyway, that's a whole conversation, but we definitely will get you back on, Libby, and have, have another Thank talk you. about that. But it's been it's been amazing. One thing that you said there was um, compassion as well. And I love that, Libby, because we need to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. Um, we need to start by being kind to ourselves and for mothers in particular I know for me and I'm an entrepreneur and there has been times where I've had that mummy guilt yeah. and um, you know being compassionate I think it starts with being kind to yourself and know that you're doing a good job you're doing the best that you can so that's your yeah. intention your intention is always to do the best that you can because we expect our kids to do it but yet we're not doing it ourselves yeah, you know exactly. the amount of parents or mums will say to me I just want them to do and love themselves I'm like well are you doing that and, and they're not so. Be, be the example you want your kids to be yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely it's been incredible Libby thank you so much for joining us today thank, thank you, you for joining us day. We'll on the Empowering Family thank Health you very much. Podcast I if do you hope liked you what are you heard enjoying these conversations and you want to hear more please to help me continue upcoming pushing these videos and audio podcasts together I do have an ask I do need support to help me to keep bringing you knowledge and insights there is a Patreon link, patreon.com forward slash empowering family health. 
or you can make a donation via PayPal. All the links are in the description and the pinned comment. You can do a one-off or you can do a monthly support. So I'd really appreciate that. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Take care.